to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Dude, stop following me so closely. Back up. Back up. Give some space. That's not however many car lengths they tell you to stay behind the, the other car in driver's ed. Okay, good. Better. Thank you. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Last Gen Podcast. My name is Alex Iaquinto. On behalf of Miracle Word Ministries, um, I'm pumped to be back on with you today. Listen, before we jump into anything, uh, I kind of want to, uh, I, I think I put it in the title, Road Trip Talk. Uh, today's a little bit different. I'm, I'm not in my, well, typically I'm in my car recording these podcasts. Um, many of you know, if you've been listening uh, for a while to the Last Gen Podcast, that that's kind of my office. That's my sanctuary where I go away from all the, uh, the cares of this world and I go into my car and record a podcast mostly because the sound um, is the best because everything's insulated. Um, however, that is not the case today. Uh, the sound is not going to be the best. I'm just going to warn you up front. Reason being, I am on the road. Everybody say road trip. We're on the road. Um, I'm driving back from Houston, Texas to Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, I'm, I'm moving away. It's done. Uh, I stayed in Houston for four and a half, five months. And uh, now I am permanently relocating. Um, I'll leave that for another podcast. I do want to update you guys on what's what's happening and everything. But um, we are in the car today, but it's a moving car. It's a lot different. So if there's any road noise, if you hear rain on the windshield, if you hear uh, you know my blinker, or if you hear me uh, curse out another on onlooker, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. We have the fruit of the spirit, gang. I'm very good at driving. Um, but just know my seatbelt is on. I'm driving with. Uh, hands on the wheel uh very very safe i just clicked record and um and we're good no unsafe listen for any parents that are listening specifically my parents please know that this is very safe i'm not doing anything um unsafe and for all the kids listening don't be like well i can drive with no hands because alex no i'm driving with my hands okay i just have to preface that or else i'm gonna get chewed out by a bunch of people anyways so today's a little bit different I do want to say I've always thought about the idea of doing a, a road trip podcast. Reason being is because I always think that I not not think better while I'm driving. I just feel like driving while I'm driving. I always have something on my mind that I want to talk about, and I you know I'm not I don't always go live on Instagram. Sometimes I do, um, and there's not anyone in the car with me. So th- this is it's weird. It's where. Many of my ideas, uh, you know, are like, you know, I, I think I think the best, I guess, in the car driving. And there's no better time to do it than a long road trip. It's about 20, 22 to 24 hours. Um, so we've got time to talk. Uh, but I had this on my mind, um, and I want to jump into it today. By the way, all the preliminaries out of the way. If you're not following us on Instagram, Last Gen Youth on Instagram, if you're not connected with the ministry, you can go to miracleword.com slash last gen and you'll see all that we're doing. Things are going to ramp up in the month of October. Things are going to ramp up um, towards the end of the year because we're jumping in 
to the studio. So it's going to be great. So you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. You can turn on your notification bell for this podcast, correct? Is that how Apple and Spotify work? If you can, go do it. And, by the way, leave us a review while you're at it. I've, I've, I've seen some stunning reviews. I didn't even tell anyone to write a review. Um, and then they're just all there, and it's so great. Um, you guys are the best. But if you'd like to, if this, if this podcast has blessed you in any way, if you enjoy listening to it, I know there's so many, there's hundreds of people that jump on every week and just listen, and it's, and it's so great. I, I love you guys a lot. Um, let's jump into it today. You saw the title, Road Trip Talk, three, how, do, how, how should I title this? Three regrets I have about high school or don't make these three high school mistakes or th- three high school regrets that I have. I don't know. I'll title it something to that effect. Um, but this was kind of pressing on my spirit because we're jumping in. Many of you guys are in high school. Many of you guys are even may- maybe going into middle school or going into college. Um, it's that time. It's August. And uh, many are already back in high school or already back in in school. If you're not already, you're about to right now. And this is how I always think it goes. Many people get on fire for God in the summertime, right? Summertime, you maybe you go to youth camp. Maybe you, you're just really involved with your church. You're away from those friends um, a lot of the times that have pulled you back into the old way of living. And you have time alone to spend with God. And many times people get on fire for God in the summertime, right? That was always my story growing up. I got so on fire for God every summer. And I would go into September um, because that's when my school started in Virginia Beach. I'd go into public school thinking every year, I'm telling you every year, oh, I'm going to win my friends for Christ. I'm going to I'm gonna burn this school down with the Holy Spirit. Like I, I really thought that revival was going to break out. And there's nothing wrong with thinking that. But it was my actions that that went after that. I would, I would have this mindset, I'm going to go in and take the world for Christ, right? I'd have such ambitious uh, goals. But as I got into the flow of things, as I got back with those old friends, as I started getting back into the quote-unquote routine of school, that fire dwindled. And I allowed it. It wasn't God. I allowed it. I allowed it to dwindle, and I, I, I didn't press as hard as I was in the summertime. And I have, looking back, and, and I know, guys, I'm going to sound like an old guy saying this, um, but, you know, when I was your age, back in high school, Back in the old days, looking back at my high school career, so to speak, um, I would do things differently. I would I would change a couple of things. And the reason I'm telling you this is not to, you know, bring up my past. Oh, I was such a rank sinner. No, I'm not. I'm, that's not the point of this podcast. I don't want you. I don't want anyone listening to make the same mistakes that I did in high school. Or maybe you're going into college. This is still applicable for you. Maybe you're going into middle school. It's still applicable for you. I don't want you to make these three mistakes that I made because they're totally avoidable. And these mistakes cost a lot. They cost a lot. They're they're costly. They're expensive. And I don't want anyone to make these mistakes. Though God has been very gracious to me, very gracious to me, and he's allowed me to get back on the path that I was, these three mistakes set me back, uh, no doubt, no doubt. And again, I'm not saying this to, you know, share my testimony of how I've, you know, he turned my mess into a message and he turned my test into a testimony. That's not, that's not the goal. I don't want you guys to fall into the same traps. There's three major ones that I want to talk about today. Um, 
And I have some scripture for you today, but uh, I really want to talk about personal experience. And I think this isn't this isn't um, this isn't uh, unique to me. It's not unique to you know the Virginia Beach City public school system that I grew up in. This is a nationwide problem um, with young people. You see it all the time. I saw it every you know I saw it very clearly in my you know in my year under a year youth pastoring right. And I know that I'll see it again, and so I want to address it. But there's three major things, and I want you to take notes. And I want you to have the intent um, after this podcast, after you take these three things down and you write the scriptures down and everything and take notes, I want you to keep this paper with you because it's always good to have a roadmap, to have a compass. And, And would you look at that? I just crossed the border into Virginia. Wow. Home sweet home. Feels great to be home. But, um... I want you to have this as like a compass throughout your year to look through the year, the school year, and look back at it and say, am I still, am I more on fire for God than I was back then? Because let me tell you something, if the answer is no, then there's a problem and you have to look at these things. So number one, the first mistake or thing that I regret in high school that I think you can definitely avoid, the number one thing is and you can write this down, not taking the Lord seriously earlier, not taking the Lord seriously earlier. And many people that know me would probably say, well, what do you mean, Alex? You know, um, you, you started all this pretty young. And probably the thing that people comment on is, oh, you're so young. You're so young. Um, yeah, I am young. That's true. Um, and I'm starting, you know, ministry young and that's true. But I could have started earlier. And what I mean when I say take the Lord seriously, um, and, and I know that there's other people that have this mentality, but I went into high school on fire for God. I adopted later on this, this mindset, the devil, I allowed the devil to put this mindset in my mind that, mm, you know, let me, let me just, I'll, I'll get serious for the Lord later in life, right? Maybe, maybe junior year, senior year comes around. I, I'll get serious. I'll get on fire. I'll do all the things. I'll, I'll cut off all the bad relationships. I'll stop all the, you know, all the wrong things. But now let me have my quote unquote high school experience. Let me have my fun now. And when I'm older, then I can get on fire for God. This is such a plague in young people. I'm telling you, it's a demonic agenda. You know, even parents will espouse this thing where it's like, well, you know, have your high school, high school are the best four years of your life. You know, by the way, coming out of high school, I think if what these parents said is true and high school was the best four years of my life, I might as well just drive off this bridge now because, uh, that, that, (laughs) that would be not great. Not that I had a terrible time in high school, but come on now, that cannot be the best four years of your life. You better not have that expectation. Woo. The best four years of my life. It's all downhill from here. Well, yikes. That's all I have to say about that. Yikes. Um, many, even parents will espouse this view. Well, have your fun now. You know, you'll get, you can, you can get responsible later. You're just kids. You're just kids. And it's so destructive because I think back, I think how many, like t- two years that I wasted, two years of my life that I wasted, I completely wasted. Uh, outside of the will of God, not, not being on fire for God. And it makes me mad that I even allowed 
that to happen. You know, I was talking to my mom um, just earlier and I was saying, mom, you know, there, there are some kids that I've, you know, that we've grown up with and that I know from, from childhood and, you know, family, friends and stuff that I'm looking at now. They're a couple of years behind me. They're in high school now. I'm looking at them now and it makes, I, I want to slap them across the face. Because I know they're not living for the Lord, but they know better. They know better. I just feel they don't need they don't need the gospel preached to them. They don't need a, an altar. They need a slap across the face. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's funny. Um, one of the things that you know, one of the greatest youth pastors I believe in America is uh, Pastor Cody Spencer, um, of of Upper Youth and at his Tabernacle Family Church in Horseheads, New York. He's He's poured into my life more than he knows. Um, many of you have gone to the Uproar Conference. He's such a great youth pastor. But one of the things that I've heard from all of the people that have been in his youth group is that if they start acting stupid, meaning like they start falling into sin, that they know better. They're, they know better. They get into wrong relationships. The first thing he does isn't go, buddy, what's going on? You know, the first thing they say he does is he sits them down. He looks them dead in the eye. And he says, what are you doing? What are you doing? And every person that I've talked to that he has said that to says it's like the most uncomfortable thing ever. Because it, it literally, with, with those four words, what are you doing? He, it literally lay, lays bare the entire problem. You know better. You should. So I, 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 I know that there were people who said this to me. I was... It was stubborn. I was thick, thick skull, whatever. I feel like I would have been, you know, looking back, if, if I could see myself back then, I would slap him across the face and say, what are you doing? And there's people that I see like that now, but I wasted so, so much time not taking the Lord seriously because you have to understand that your dedication is going to determine where you end up in life. It's not arbitrary. It's not, oh, wherever God wants to put me. No, it, it's directly correlated to your dedication. The more dedication that you put to put into the Lord, the more consecrated you make your life to the Lord, the, the, the bigger the blessing that he can give to you, the better off your life will be. And so I'm not saying that, oh, I'm, I'm not where I should be. God is faithful. He's, he's merciful. And the Bible says he'll restore to you the years that the locust and the canker worm ate. But I mean... Aside from that, like, aside from the fact that I, I could be, you know, whatever, like, I, I wasted years of my life, think of how many people that I, that I should have impacted, the people that should, and this makes, this breaks my heart, and it's my fault, the people that should have been saved, but weren't, because I didn't take it seriously enough. Though I knew the truth in my mind and in my heart, I did not take the Lord seriously enough, and there's people that should have been impacted positively and now they're impacted negatively understand something that you might not think in high school that your decisions matter you might think that it's all fun and games and you know i'll get serious in senior year but understand something your choices on a daily basis matter to eternity there are people that are going to wake up in heaven or in hell based on your decisions based on your decisions. This became very apparent to me when I, def when I 
uh, finally did take the Lord seriously. I literally flipped the switch one day and said, I'm sick of this. I'm done with living lukewarm. I'm going to live on fire for God. I flipped the switch. I started, you know, I started literally, it was zero to a hundred. I started preaching on Instagram. I, you know, many of you like know me from when I, me and my friend Lilia, uh, would do Lily and Alex go live. It was just like a, a live stream that we did. And we started preaching it. It became apparent to me the, the wasted years when I, as soon as I started doing that, people that I knew, my best friends started getting saved. My best friends started getting delivered from suicide. And I thought, what was I doing? This could have been earlier. This could have been sooner, but I was wasting time wasting time not to mention all the heartbreak all the wrong relationships you can get in being outside of the will of god so the first mistake i made was t waiting too long to take the lord seriously understand take the lord seriously in your early years as soon as you get into high school, as soon as you get into middle school, it doesn't actually matter where you are right now. Maybe you're a junior, maybe you're a senior, and you did make that mistake. Don't push it off and say, when I get into college, don't push it off and say, well, when I graduate, when I have a family, you will, that, that is how the devil gets people to go to hell. He just ha has you put off the decision to live for Christ just a couple minutes just past the altar call, just past the point of decision until you can't think about it anymore. And that's how he, that's how your heart gets hardened to the gospel, how your heart gets hardened to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I want you to covenant with God like I did. I woke up one morning and I was sick and tired of this lukewarm Christianity. I thought, how, what did I save myself? What did I do? Did I have fun? No. Did I, did, what was the point? I'm not going to waste another day. I made up a decision in my mind. I didn't, it wasn't a big thing. I just, I just said to the Lord, it's it. This is it. I'm living for you now. I repented. I said, Lord, I'm, I'm not, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done ignoring it. I'm done. You know, the funniest thing I always knew I was going to be a preacher since the age of 12. And I, and I willingly didn't take him seriously. And so in the middle of that, I still knew I was going to be a preacher, but I put off even living for the Lord. It's crazy what, what, what people, people do. And, 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 you know, but I want you to make the decision that I made that I'm done living lukewarm. I'm done living that, you know, that just Christianity that has no, that Christianity will, will land you in hell. I promise you that. I promise you that. Um, so that's the first mistake I made is not taking the Lord seriously sooner. Okay. The second mistake, and, and obviously the cure for that is take the Lord seriously. Now, just start, just start. There's no, there's no, Oh, I don't know. I, I'm so far away from him. I don't know what to do. No, just, just start now. When we're done, crack open your Bible, start a reading plan, start praying. It's, it's as simple as that. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I've, I've not taken it seriously, but now from now on, I'm consecrating my life to you. It's very simple. God's not going to get mad at you. He's not going to say, whoa, where have you been for two years? No, he's going to say, he's going to invite you back with, with open arms, just like the, uh, just like the wayward son in the Bible. The second mistake I made that is totally avoidable is so number one was not taking the Lord seriously sooner. Number two was being quiet about my faith. Now th this might, this is going to stir up conviction. I believe for everybody, because you know, 
there's no limit to, to how much we should share the gospel. There's no point to which Jesus up in heaven is going to say, okay, Alex, all right, all right, stop. Bro, I've heard that message a thousand times. It's an old story, bro. Stop telling it, though. He's not going to say that. I think back, just like I said before, I think back of all the people that I passed by in high school that I could have shared the gospel with, I could have witnessed to, but I didn't. And many of you know that that just the same for you, that there's people that the Lord prompted you to speak to and you didn't. But while while you're young, while you're in middle school, while you're in high school, while you're in college, understand that you don't have to live, don't, just like you can make a decision to, to take the Lord seriously in your own private life, you can make a decision to stop being uh, timid. You can make the decision, I'm not going to be afraid anymore. Just stand up and say, I'm, I'm bold. Like, quote scripture, the righteous are as bold as a lion. Quote, look at Peter. Quote, quote, just like Peter. He stood up in, in a crowd of three 3,000 plus men who were mocking him and laughing at him, saying, these men aren't drunk as you suppose, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel and preached the best gospel message in all of scripture, arguably. He grew a pair, okay? Because look at him a couple chapters earlier. He was denying Jesus in front of a campfire to some girls. How does that happen? He got filled with the Holy Ghost. That's how that happens. You can make a decision to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait like, oh, no, I've, well, I was filled with the Holy Spirit when I was seven, and now I've got to wait for the next conference. No, you can actually make an appointment with God and say, God, by the end of tonight, I'm going to be in my room, and, and I'm going to meet with you, and I'm going to leave there with a fresh boldness, a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, and he'll meet you there. He doesn't wait for the next conference. He waits for you. I'm waiting on God. No, God's waiting on you. Okay? Be bold about your faith. If someone asks you a question, which they will, start praying. Say, Lord, open the doors for me to share the gospel. Present opportunities for me to share the gospel. And and um, and when people ask you questions, which they will, because if you take the first point that I made seriously, people will start asking questions. They'll start saying, now, why do you read your Bible? Why do you go to church? Like the, They'll say, like, you know, do you really believe this stuff? And, you know, the mistake I made was I would I would answer it, but I would kind of brush it off and change the subject. So I would answer it, but I'd be like, well, well yeah, and then, you know, and then I just, and then I'd make a joke and, and, and move on. Answer that, stand flat-footed. You know, it, it changes something in you when you first do that. When you first stand flat-footed and, an, and answer a question. You know, the Apostle Peter commanded us, be ready. This is a command from, from God. Be ready. Always be ready to have an answer for the hope that lies within you. Always being ready with an answer about the hope that lies within you. That's a command from scripture. And if you're in public school, if you're in college uh, at all, you're going to have questions. And so the second mistake I made was being quiet, being quiet about my faith. And maybe it's not that I was secret. Many of you aren't secret about your faith, but you're quiet about it. People know that you're a Christian. Yeah, you're not hiding it, but also you're not speaking up either. The the decision I made is if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this all the way. People think I'm crazy behind closed doors regardless. Why not let them think I'm crazy and then win some to Christ? Like understand something. When you become a Christian, when you covenant with God that you're going full in, 
People are already mocking you over when they're hanging out with their friends. They're already mocking you behind closed doors when you're not around. What's the point in that? At least, at least, if they're going to mock you, which they are, the Bible promises persecution. Allow it to be fruitful. They're going to mock you regardless for what you believe. So what you should do is uh, speak up. So, Because, you know, okay, and I'll, I'll end the point with this. I, I'm watching a lot of uh, a lot of debates, and there's this apologist that I like a lot, um, named Nabil Qureshi. Right? He was um, a Muslim, like a devout Muslim. I, I always mess that up, and I say Muslim, and I sound like super American Muslim, whatever. Um, he was deep into Islam, and his his um, parents were missionaries for Islam. His grandparents were missionaries for Islam. He preached at his mosque, Islam, and. Um, and he said that he would encounter Christians every day, right? And it always, you know, by the way, he had this amazing conversion story where he discovered proof for the Bible and proof for the resurrection. And he had this amazing testimony. He's, he's since gone home to be with the Lord. I want to meet him someday. He's a, he's a great man. But um, he, tells, he tells people this, like, I encountered Christians every day and I knew the gospel message. I was a devout Muslim, and I knew the gospel message. If you don't believe in Jesus, you will end up in hell. And so he said, anytime I encountered a Christian, and I knew they were a Christian, and they did not share the gospel with me, I thought one of two things. Either they don't believe this stuff themselves, or they don't care if I go to hell. Man, and when he said that, that struck me. That hit me hard. That hit me hard. The, the only two conclusions he can come up with, because he thought, if this message is so great, if this message is going to save me from hell, if this message ensures salvation from all my sins and people are being quiet about it, I don't believe that it's either true or that they care about me at all. If they're just okay with me going to hell. And people think that. People know the gospel in America. It just takes one person to reach out and say, I care about you enough to share it with you personally. It really does. People aren't waiting on a lot. People are waiting on, um, on someone to share it with a, a friend. So be, be loud about your faith. At least people will know you're authentic. They'll respect you for that, by the way. They won't think you're phony. Like, oh, he says he's a Christian, but he isn't told anyone. So I don't know how much he believes that crap. No, be authentic. Be full in. People respect that. Don't 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 be lukewarm. That's lukewarm. So number 1, not taking the Lord seriously earlier. Number 2, not being louder about my faith or or the mistake was being quiet about my faith. Um and then number 3, number 3. This one is a big one. You will always hear me harp on this. You will always hear me harp on this. If you've listened to me at all, you know that I've, I talk about this a lot because I think it's so vitally important, and so do my aunt and uncle. They stress this a lot, especially when it comes to youth. The third mistake I made was not cutting off certain relationships sooner. Not cutting off certain relationships sooner. Now, what do I mean by that? When I made that decision that I was going to take the Lord seriously in high school. 
and press in and, and be faithful. When I made that decision, what should have happened was I should have immediately recognized if I'm going to take this path forward, if I'm going to progressively get more and more on fire for God, I cannot have dead weight hanging on me. And I cannot keep these worldly relationships in my life if I'm going to move forward. It cannot happen. But I was slow to do it because I thought, oh, these are my friends. I've, I've known them since middle school. These have been my best friends. We just hang out all the time. And not that I hung out all the time with them. I severely stopped. I severely cut back. But understand something. There's going to be a price for the anointing. There's going to be a cost. It doesn't just come for free. It's going to cost you something. Living for the Lord costs you something. You can't hang out in the same places you used to hang out. You can't hang out with the same people you used to hang out with. Minister to them, yes. But there are certain relationships from your past life that you need to cut off. And completely cut off. You can minister to them from a distance, but y'all can't hang like you used to hang. And that was a mistake I made because every time I would go back, it's not that I would fall back into sin every time I, I went back to hang with them, but there was always this, this, uh, I mean, obviously there's always the temptation for sin, but it, it wasn't that it was always this. I feel like I'm living my past life again, though. I'm not in sin right now, though. I'm not doing anything sinful. I feel like the old me and I don't want to feel like the old me. Because it's, it's like dwelling in the past. It's like people who graduate from high school, they're 40-something years old, and they talk about their high school Heisman Trophy. Like, they talk about, they talk about their, uh, their uh, you know, whatever. Their, you know, I was on the varsity team, and back in those days, those were the good old days. It's like, bro, you're 46. You have a family. Stop talking about high school. Let me show you my jersey. For, nobody cares. It's 28 years ago. Good Lord. But, you know, it's, it's the same thing. Going right back. The Bible says, <laughs> the Bible says, God said it's stronger. It's like a dog returning to their vomit. It's pretty strong. I want to read you this scripture to end it out. These two scriptures. Many of you have heard this scripture, but I want you to, uh, many, many people don't even know this is, this is the Bible. They think it's just a colloquial saying. 1 Corinthians 15.33 do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. King James. No, that nobody knows in the King James. The way I learned it, bad company corrupts good character. Those you hang out with will have an effect on you, whether good or bad. That's a law. So understand, if you're going to be on fire for the Lord, you can't be in the same places you used to be. You can't hang with the same people you used to hang with. And then here's the second scripture. This is strong. I understand it's strong, but this is what the Bible says. 2 Corinthians 6.14 Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Next scripture. Verse 15 What accord does Christ have with Satan? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? The implication is none. No connection. No connection. And that was a mistake, not cutting them off. 
not cutting off those relationships and saying, well, you know, they're still my friends. No, minister to them. Tell them God loves them. Share the gospel with them. But those things will always try to pull you back. And you think, oh, these were the good old days. And they'll say, hey, man, you're not who you used to be. Like, you were fun back then. Stuff like that. It's unnecessary. You're literally putting yourself in a spot that you don't even need to be in. You're going to be much happier without them. I'm telling you that. So if you need to text some people, if you need to break up with some people after this podcast, go do it. But understand, it's going to have an effect on you. You will be affected by the people you hang out with, whether you like it or not. That's just the fact. So ask yourself the question, are the people that I hang out with pulling me towards Christ or away from Christ? And then make decisions accordingly. But I don't want you to make these three mistakes. Number one, not taking Christ uh, seriously sooner. Number two, um, being quiet about my faith. And number three, not cutting off certain relationships sooner. And so conversely, all of these things setting out, you're, you might be going into freshman year, you might, you're starting the year, start it fresh, start it right, and keep these things in front of your eyes, you know, at, at midterms, keep them in the middle of the semester, keep them so that you can show yourself, yeah, I'm still on fire for the Lord, I'm even more on fire now than I used to be. Keep yourself on track. Don't dwindle out like most high schoolers do. It's a sad thing to see. It's a sad thing to see. You, you don't have to make these same mistakes. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for all the listeners of this podcast, whether they be in middle school, high school, college, or even graduated. Lord, I pray that they would see the schemes of the devil before he came to entrap them. Lord, all of these mistakes that I made, I pray that these people would never have to deal with them in Jesus' name. I thank you that you were merciful on me, but I thank you that we don't have to make mistake after mistake to learn the right way, but we can learn from your word. And we thank you that this year will be the year that we're more on fire for you than ever before. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This year is the year of the radical. I believe that. I believe that you believe that say amen amen this year will be the year of the radical that's our word for the year for the school year the year of the radical the year of the radical write that down keep that in front of your face at all times the year of the radical where you're a little bit too crazy for god a little bit too zealous be that person i'm telling you man it's so much more fun by the way too so much more fun to be like, people are like, you're nuts. And like, I know. <laughs> oh, man. I think he's a cult leader. Well, I should start dressing like a cult leader now. Start talking like it. Brothers and sisters. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, all right, gang. Love you guys. Um, if you have any questions, DM them to Last Gen Youth. Um, other than that, I will see you in the next podcast.